0: Final Girls, Fat Amy as a Pig, and Vampire Hunters Incorporated. We're going to be delving into your written fix from Pitch Perfect Horror Week. And oh my word, what an amazing array of fix that have been created. I am astonished at just like the imagination of people to be able to pull stories from random prompts. And they weren't necessarily easy. Welcome back to Pitch Slapped, the Pitch Perfect fan made podcast. My name is Kaylee Hillier. And before we delve into everything this week, I just need to say that over the course of last week, we hit a thousand listeners on this podcast. Oh my word, I cannot believe that you guys actually listened to my rambles about Pitch Perfect. It's amazing. So thank you so much for listening and taking the time to uh, to delve into my fascination with everything to do with Pitch Perfect from the movies themselves to just wherever your mind can take these characters and of course the highlights from the wonderful fandom that we have. We have so many amazingly talented people and it's great to like talk to them and to delve into their works and just see what you guys are creating, it's fantastic. And the fact that you guys are actually listening is amazing, and hopefully we can continue to like build this up as we go along. So, this episode we are delving into the creations from Pitch Perfect Horror Week, whether it's fan fiction, mood boards, everything in between. But first, let's delve into this week's actor news. <coughs> Chrissy Fitt tweeted this week that she will be voicing a brand new character on the reboot of the very well-beloved animated series, The Animaniacs, which is going to be relaunching on Hulu and premieres on November the 20th. I remember watching The Animaniacs when I was younger. It's so weird to think that they're coming back. Hopefully they'll be as well-beloved as they were the first time round. Elsewhere, Lula Borg... You might not have known this, but he is actually playing a character on the new Suicide Squad movie, which will be out next year. And they just released on the thirtieth of October a special edition of the Empire magazine highlighting the movie. It is quite the lineup they have in that movie, and so I'm sure we're going to see a lot more content from Flula Borg because he is in it and. Uh, The nice thing about Falula is you never quite know the content he's going to make around whatever it is that he's into. So I'm expecting some weird and wonderful things to come out. And finally, on the 29th of October, Skylar Austin was actually featured on The Match Game on ABC. If you're anything like me and you're probably... Your closest reference to The Match Game is watching Drag Race then you'll know this is kind of like that but obviously this is like the actual version of the game it's kind of weird seeing him on like as a celebrity guest i don't know it's odd i wonder how he got on do you think he was good as a celebrity guest on the match game i'd love to know you can message me on twitter at pitchthatpod. that's it for our highlights this week Who knows if anybody's going to be getting into the Halloween spirit from the Bellas. We'll have to wait to find out. Let's see how we got on this week as we delve into Pitch Perfect Horror Week. (coughs) Well, what can I say about Pitch Perfect Horror Week? It was weird. It was bizarre. It was creepy. And I feel like it was a good way to get prepped for Halloween. I will just say that I am not a fan of horror. Like, my friends will tell you that I kind of shy away from anything horror-esque at all. Like, the closest thing I really delve into horror is Stranger Things, which I do have a little bit of an obsession over. So the idea of, like, delving into horror for a few weeks was very intimidating. I must admit, from doing the horror fix last week that we highlighted, to delving into Pitch Perfect Horror Week and being a little bit nervous as to what I was going to uncover. I was like, I just really hope that I don't get scarred from this experience. Luckily I didn't, although there were some very creepy things that I did read in amongst Pitch Perfect Horror Week. And I did learn the lesson to not read horror before I go to bed. Not the best idea I've ever had. You guys went to some creepy places... Some fun places and also some like fics that I just want to read more of. Like these little universes that were created. It's amazing to see how the prompt can be so varied. Whether it involved Bigfoot, to sci-fi stories in space, at the Bella's house, twisted versions of Becca and Chloe, like I feel like we saw so many great moments that it was so hard to kind of narrow it down to just a few highlights and these are just highlights that I've picked out there's so much to read so like if you want to like delve into it just head over to like AO3 somewhere like that and there is a whole host of good fix selections of writings and things that you can like look at in and around this theme and see what people created. And of course, not only are there fics, if you actually look at the Pitch Perfect Horror Week Tumblr page, they also share not only the fix but also the mood boards that have been created as there were some very talented people who kind of put together these amazing scenes or snapshots into stories that I would be so intrigued to read. And like the amazing thing with the mood boards is the fact that it leaves so much open to the imagination or like how you might interpret it. So some of them, my mind was just going off on a tangent of like where this could go or the different versions of the story that could be created and I would love to see some of them actually turned into stories. I was really debating whether or not to kind of go day by day with it or to kind of just pick out some highlights. So I thought what I would do, we're just going to talk about some highlights that I had from the few days. Now, just to remind ourselves of the topics from Pitch Perfect Horror Week. Day one was Creature Feature or Cryptids. Day two was Unusual Familiars. Day three, we had Final Girls. Day four was Possession. Day five, Cursed Objects day six summer camp and day seven haunted circus now to give you just some of my highlights from this week i have made a number of categories and i'm not saying these are the best fix these are just ones that kind of stood out to me starting off with the story with the biggest twist there were a lot of stories that i read over pitch perfect horror week some really funny some extremely creepy some that were just like little snapshots into a world or like a scene that you could take way much further if it if you wanted to others were fix made each day around the same universe almost like a TV series or something so reading through all these fix and seeing what these people have created and especially knowing that it was around the theme of horror you knew that there were going to be some fics where there was going to be like a little bit of gore, things like that, and the story that I felt had the biggest twist in it was from Day 6, Summer Camp. And the fic was Camp La La by another Bacloey shipper. The summary says the Ballers attend an a cappella camp in order to qualify for the year's regional competition, an alternative universe where Chloe, Aubrey and Emily are all Bellas together, loosely based on the movie Cheerleader Camp from 1988. Now, this one kind of takes a little bit of a while to get into the universe because there's a few differences between, like, what you might expect knowing what happens in the movies around the ICCAs and a cappella. So, like, just appreciate when you're delving into this fic they're setting a, a new scene where they've got to go to the summer camp to qualify for the regional competition. And I do love the way that the author has kind of included all these characters, all these beloved characters from Aubrey and Emily being in there, as well as Chloe, Becca, and then also throwing in other a cappella groups. So we do have DSM in there for a little bit. And you just get to see some beloved characters in different roles. Like Donald is like a chef and Gale is the head of the camp. So a lot of kind of characters are being used to create this universe, but at the same time, it's all just a little bit odd. It makes you question a lot of the characters. Also at the same time, some characters that uh, you kind of want to love, you end up really not liking very much. I did find reading this story, I didn't like Aubrey. She didn't treat Ashley very well at all. And that kind of frustrated me. It was nice to see a fake where Ashley was more involved. It was kind of like a good bud with Becca. Now they kind of head off into this competition. And just from the summary, you're not sure what's going to happen. You know something is going on. We're based in a camp, like a summer camp. What could happen? I mean, it could have been creatures. It could be anything like that. But what we know is the fact that we are warned that characters are going to die which is a little bit heartbreaking. And so when you're delving into this fic and you begin to read and kind of get into the heart of the story, you get really terrified that your beloved characters are not gonna make it. And I'm I'm warning you now, there's a lot of characters that are not gonna make it in the end of this story. But what I love about it, as we start to see murders happening in and around the camp and people start dropping off, is you don't know who the killer is. And you start to get little inklings as to who you think it might be. There's a number of characters that you can pinpoint out that you're like, hmm, they're suspicious. What's going on there? And for me, this was the story that had the best twist because the twist of who the killer was, was fantastic. And part of me also thinks that it could be slightly justifiable to a realistic situation that could happen slightly terrifying hope it never does happen but i'm just going to throw it out there it could happen i don't want to give too much away so if you want to like delve into that one that is the story that i felt had the biggest twist it was camp lala by another bachloe shipper the creepiest story this was quite tricky to pick out because there are a number of stories that just kind of left you with like goosebumps just like a little bit unsettling after reading them and for me there was one story above them all that just left me very unsettled and I almost had to just go and read some other fics to kind of get over the unsettling of this story. It was read by Unholy Helbig from Day 4 Possession. The summary says Aubrey and Becca take their youngest daughter to a child psychologist. When weird things start happening around their new home. What's really interesting with this story, we've got a Mitchson story. So it was really lovely, especially during Pitch Perfect Horror Week, that you got to see insights of loads of different ships. We had Chloe, there's Junkson, Mitchson, they were all there being highlighted. And it was great to kind of like just see the dynamics of each of these pairings and how people kind of brought them together so in this story we had mitchson i always love reading mitchson to see how the authors kind of take these two characters which have a lot of similarities but you also know that they can clash at times and so reading through this it was lovely how the author unholy helbig kind of highlighted how their relationship worked and what both aubrey and becca kind of brought to the table but what makes this story so creepy was it centers around their daughter chloe is the psychologist that they go and see the author spends so much good time kind of setting the scene of this place not only in the psychologist office but also to the new home that they created, and especially to the daughter and the daughter's actions or expressions, and how like the slightest shift can be sensed in their personality that something has changed, or something's just bringing out a weird side of the daughter. And it's not a very long story, and I feel like it's a great snapshot into this universe that could be so much bigger. But you genuinely, like, fear for Becca and Aubrey's life as this story unfolds. And it just kind of left me genuinely terrified of what's going to happen to them if they don't figure out what's going on with their daughter. So I really hope that they they do solve the problem that Chloe can help them get there because I do not want them going home to their house with their daughter the way she is. That's that's all I'm saying. The next story that I wanted to highlight goes to our cutest couple of Horror Week, just veering away from some of the creepiness. There were some lovely pairings during Horror Week. And for me, this story was the story that had the most cutest couple. What this author did, it's called There's Something Wretched About This, Something So Precious About This, by Where Hope Lies. The summary says set during pitch perfect 2 becca and emily find themselves turned into vampires together they must learn the ins and outs of vampirism and keep the rest of the bellas safe while preparing for worlds and trying to keep the Bellas reinstated so what the author did with this story is they did seven days of seven chapters of the same universe So it's like an ongoing story where each day was a different day of horror week and the reason why this is the cutest couple is that as you read through each day and you read about becca and emily's experiences they kind of get closer and closer together because they're going through this at a similar time and by the end of it they are just so cute together and the author just spends a little bit of time not only kind of highlighting how they work together but also how they get to the feelings that they get to with each other. There's just these really, really cute but vampire moments that they share. Some of it's a little bit heart-wrenching when things go wrong and you're genuinely like worried about their relationship and how it's going to go. So this is like a fully Emily story. And although Emily's the younger one, she sometimes has the common sense that is needed for Becca. It just works so well. And it's interesting as well how the author adds this whole kind of sense of these villains through the chapters of the story working alongside Pitch Perfect 2. And what I thought was really clever is how the author uses the story of Pitch Perfect 2 to craft this story. A lot of the scenes that you'll end up reading are based around things that are happening in Pitch Perfect 2, but giving us this Emily vampire twist and Becca and Emily are just so cute and you're just hoping that they can overcome all the evils that they're facing to be together by the end. The author Where Hope Lies also has done a load of mood boards to go along with each day of the story so if you want to get like a little bit of inspiration to how some of this might have looked or played out, check out their tumblr. And for each chapter, there is a mood board that you can see of Vampire, Becca and Emily. Now, on day three of Horror Week, we had the topic final girls. And it was really interesting to see how authors took that prompt and who they selected as their final girl. So it got me thinking, like, which one was the final girl that I loved the most? Which one was the total badass? Which one survives the best? Like... For me, who was my highlight final girl? And for me, that goes to a story written by Thalito189, who did a multi-chapter fic featuring each of the days, and day three was called Bad Form. Now, the initial summary of the story is the Bellas attend a party at a haunted college campus that leads to a night they didn't expect, Each chapter goes through something different related to the prompt for that day of Horror Week. So you know that each day you're going to read a different Bella's perspective on what happens. And I thought that was such an ingenious way to do it. Because you don't get all the answers on the first day. You don't know what's happening. The first day is all from Becca's perspective. And what's really clever as you read through each chapter is... It pieces together more of the story, and the story continues to play out as you read it. So Becca kind of gives you the initial introduction to the story, but you don't get a conclusion. And then by the final chapter, you do that get you do get that conclusion, and more pieces get fitted together. But it still leaves you with a lot of questions. And day three, the Bella that was the final girl was Aubrey. I might be a little bit biased with this one, but for me, there's something about Aubrey that makes her, like, a great final girl. I think we talked about this a little bit before with Unholy Big, When we talked about horror and who would survive in a horror movie, we came down to the fact that Aubrey would probably be the final girl because she would know how to survive. Her dad's in the army. She probably knows how to use a bunch of weapons. She's got the common sense to kind of just logically work through things, even sometimes when things get tough. So to have a story where you actually kind of get to see some of that play out was really fascinating. But also in the story, you get all the heartache of her being the final girl and experiencing being the only Bella left. So as this particular chapter rolls out, she's watching characters die and seeing friends and loved ones dead and everything is kind of unraveling in this and you get to see actually Aubrey in this situation and how she deals with it and also with the added extra of just some bad arsery as well we've got some heartache like you get all the feels of the fact that she's the only one left and the terror the sadness like it's all there all the emotions are there and then the end you get the bad archery of what Aubrey would do to the killer if she was the only one left. It's so good and I could totally see that being Aubrey. The next story I wanted to focus on is the funniest story of the whole of Horror Week because horror has like two sides. You've got really really scary horror and then you've also got like camp horror which has kind of a little bit of Humor and it kind of embraces all the cheesiness that can come with horror but also bits of Halloween So funny horror was something that we needed to look at and somebody had done a story which I just thought was amazing Mainly because it it features a pig which is Fat Amy Whoever thought this was a good idea I just I loved it it was so good But Chloe is legit on day two did a story for unusual familiars. The summary says the Bellas are witches. Jessica and Ashley have not been assigned a familiar, their spirit guide. One day an unusual animal shows up and appears to be Ashley's familiar. First off, it was really, really great to read a fic which centered around Jessica and Ashley. They don't pop around that often. To have a bit of Jasly in there was a really, really refreshing change. And to be able to kind of see them more in Horror Week. I feel like they came up quite a few times in Horror Week. It was really, really fun. I think the reason why I enjoyed this story so much, it was so bizarre. Like there were things that were happening that made no sense, but you didn't care because it just flowed with the story. The main one being that Fat Amy is a pig. How they thought of this I will never know but I didn't know I needed this in my life till I read this pic and the hilarity that ensues because Fat Amy is a pig. Also the dynamic of taking from the movies how Emily and Amy are and then throwing it into this story was amazing and it just it just felt worked so well. Part of me is is sad that Ashley's familiar is Fat Amy the pig because this pig seemed to get up to an awful lot of trouble also i'm loving a little bit of the chloe dynamic there but one thing that kind of showed up in the story was how much of a badass chloe can be like a little bit of a dark side coming in this one like she's she's got it all together she knows how to do it with everything but also at the same time a little bit terrifying just gonna say but if nothing else read this story for for amy the pig it's worth it Going from funny stories to the scariest couple, because not only did we find couples in love, we had some good but Chloe moments, and Bemalie, Jasly, like they were all there. Strawberry was in there as well. This is also Horror Week. And although we want to kind of root for our favorite characters and everything, sometimes they like to take them to the twisted end of the spectrum. And one story for me really did that so well. Partly because you weren't expect- I I was not expecting it at all when this happened. And so, reading this story, like, I was- I was caught off guard. If only I had more paper, wrote a story called My Phone Has No Signal for Day 3 Final Girls. They don't really give you a lot in the summary, it- it just says in the summary, Day 3 Final Girls. Mentions of blood and sexual assault. If you are triggered by that, don't read them. Just to give you a little bit of context for the story, it's kind of like a hospital slasher with a bit of a twist. And we find ourselves in the beginning of the story in a hospital room, where Becca and Chloe are the only survivors of what happened in this hospital. But what's really, really interesting with this story is the fact that you have kind of these two police officers coming in and Becca and Chloe are explaining to them what happened. But at the same time, you then get flashbacks to what really happened in the hospital. And so what they're sharing is not necessarily the whole truth of what actually happened. It's really interesting. And what I find quite fascinating is it kind of lulls you into this false sense of security. So... You kind of assume at the beginning that you kind of figured out what happened and you're like heartbroken for Becca and Chloe. But then the more you read it, the more twisted it becomes. And for me, this one had the most twisted, scariest couple of Horror Week. Not necessarily that they're super evil, but just because they were driven to a place that maybe was a little bit terrifying. And they are quite terrifying. And so, scariest couple is bechloe in My Phone Has No Signal. Now in amongst all the stories, there were so many stories that I could draw out that were maybe snapshots of things. Like there was one on a, on a starship, a sci-fi horror and other things like that. There was one story that I really enjoyed. It was the one that I just can't get enough of. I am calling this the series that I want turned into a TV show. It is ridiculously over-obsessed. They did a series of fix during the week that they're calling Vampire Hunters Incorporated. And it's around Aubrey as a vampire hunter, Stacey's a witch, and Becca and Chloe are vampires. And they end up kind of forming this little group. So you get each day of Horror Week was a different snapshot into the story every day that i was reading it was like i was watching a tv show and they had different episodes it was really really good fun also chloe is really cute and makes these jackets for everybody because she's so overly excited to be part of vampire hunters incorporated i want to have this jacket i want to see it like genuinely i'm already ready to buy it like come on my favourite set of stories from this series was Day 3 and Day 4, Final Girls Unpossessed. It's titled Made the Best Woman Win and it's made as a two-chapter fic. And the summary just says, whilst hunting for vampires, the Vampire Hunters Incorporated stumble across an old enemy of Becker's. Could this be the end of Vampire Hunters Incorporated before it even really begins? This whole two chapter bit of the story just kind of captured my imagination with the idea of an enemy coming back taking advantage of certain characters in the story twisting them like one of them getting turned and fighting the others like there were so many good bits in this that just made me want to read more and when they left on the cliffhanger i was like oh my word i need to know what happens for me, it was almost like I have like a little, little obsession with the Power Rangers and this was like a story that I could totally see happening in the Power Rangers. It made me so excited. I just, I just want to keep reading more of, uh, of this little group that we've got. I loved how they had taken a character who had a history and insecurities and like twisted it. Then they had to fight one of their own rather than trying to constantly fight the enemy. It was so good. I just can't get enough. Not only did we have a load of fix during Horror Week, but we also had a bunch of mood boards, and they were really, really great to see as you get artists compiling a little story from a bunch of pictures that they had kind of crafted, found, made into their own, and kind of made these collages all together. And what I thought was really fascinating with these, they take the prompts, and told these stories through pictures, but they don't give you a whole load of context because you've got to try and interpret it from the pictures. It really opens up your imagination when you see these mood boards and you're going through the picture selection that your mind just wonders and you just want to grab hold of it and you almost want to then see these get turned into a real story. What I thought was really cool as well is you don't always know the intention of the creator who's put these mood boards together and, like, the exact story they're trying to tell. And so your mind can come up with multiple scenarios of what you think could happen. It was so hard to kind of just pick out one or two to talk about today. They are all available for you to see on the Pitch Perfect Horror Week Tumblr account. The Tumblr account, Aubrey's Posen, did a mood board for every single day of Horror Week. And some of them were these stories that just kind of captured my imagination and my mind just reeling over them. I think for me, day one was one that just fascinated me so much. For day one creature feature, Aubrey's Posen on Tumblr had done a mood board of Becca going swimming, but there's something in the water. And it's a really interesting set of pictures because it starts off with kind of pictures of Becca at this kind of really cold looking kind of beach. And she ends up going swimming and something's lurking. You never quite see what it is. Then there's pictures of blood in the water and stuff. And then it merges to pictures of Chloe. It just left me with so many questions. And I don't know what their intention was with this mood board. My mind was kind of running with multiple scenarios of what could be happening in these mood boards. Number one, was Chloe left behind? And now she's lost because her girlfriend is missing and she went swimming and never came back. Or number two, was Chloe the monster? And she's dragged Becca into the depths or whatever it is. Like I can't decide which one I like more. Another one that I really, really enjoyed by Aubrey's Poison was Day 7, Haunted Circus. Again, it's a whole load of pictures, starting off where it's lovely, like, circus theme, you get some images of Chloe, and as it goes on, they get darker and darker, there's a fire, eaters and stuff, and then something goes on with the fire and everything's lit, to the point where, like, by the end, everything's kind of ash and just derelict. And in amongst the pictures, there are some messages in pictures as well, alluding to sinister things at work. And the only thing that the caption says is, "'Tired of being mistreated, the young fire-eater decides enough is enough and uses her own art to end years of abuse she suffered in the circus, leaving a trail of pain and death behind.'" This one's a little bit more completed, because you can kind of imagine with the pictures the pain that's gone on and her getting to these lengths where she then lashes out using her fire eating and stuff and you're just like intrigued so intrigued somebody ride it it was so good also like the idea that chloe gets pushed to that point that she literally destroys the circus and takes it out on everybody who's mistreated her along the years like man it's twisted and dark and finally, we had some great objects that we used for day five of Horror Week, cursed objects. It was really hard actually to pick out an object that I thought was the best cursed object or one that kind of really stayed with me. The cursed objects that kind of stood out to me, there were two I thought were amazing. The first one, it's called, It All Started With Puke Gate by another Chloe shipper. The summary says Aubrey's senior year at Barden isn't going very well at all. And what I love about this story is it takes Pitch Perfect 1 and follows the kind of storyline of Pitch Perfect 1, but to explain why everything goes so wrong and why Aubrey's a little bit crazy in Pitch Perfect 1, the cursed object is the Pitch Pipe. And I was like, this is genius, having the Pitch Pipe as the cursed object. So good! And kind of like how Puke Gate led to Aubrey being cursed. And they explains so much. Like, they use the pitch pipe all the time. The idea that the pitch pipe could be something that was cursed, I thought was amazing. The way they had tied it into the story to explain why everything is happening the way it does, I just thought was just a really, really great twist. The second story that... Really caught my imagination was by Ruta Bega 129 and they wrote a story called House on Prescott Street. The summary says Becker and Chloe acquire an item from a charity auction and get more than what they bargained for. And this was actually a really lovely change from a lot of stories that I had read during Horror Week where we had an established the Chloe relationship. They're living together. This is kind of set. Maybe if you imagine Becca and Chloe got solid careers, she's making money in the music industry, like, they're together. And it's also quite domestic in places. But as it would be for Horror Week, they end up acquiring something that has got sinister feelings afoot. And it's a cursed painting. There is something wrong with this this painting that they acquire at the auction. And I love the way in which the author builds up the suspense. In just little subtle ways in which as soon as they kind of acquire this painting and it comes into the house things just start to get twisted and you just get these little inklings of things going wrong or things just not quite right and what's frustrating as a reader is you're reading through and you know what the characters have done because you've read it previously and yet they're second guessing themselves and i found myself going like no i just read that you did switch the alarm on it's okay But of course, as probably a normal person would, they're second guessing themselves and they're not 100% sure. So it takes them a while to get to the point that maybe they start to realize that something's just not quite right. Some of my highlights from this story include Chloe with a shotgun, badass Chloe with a shotgun. The fact that they are so willing to put themselves in harm's way for their pets is awesome. And CR helping with the, the cursed object was a really, really lovely touch. I really loved CR's involvement in this story. It could have been so easy to have Lily and there's like little references to Lily, but I was just like, yes, this has some more CR. It was so good. So these are just some of the highlights that I've had through reading Horror Week this year. So much good stuff. And there are still so many fics that I haven't included in this list that you should go and read and just kind of let your imagination go wild. I would love to hear from you if you had any favourite pitch-perfect Horror Week fix, And well done to everybody who took part and kind of tackled the prompts because it's not easy taking these prompts and actually trying to craft a story from them. And so the fact that you were able to do so is fascinating and everybody does it so differently. It was amazing just to see the variety of different subjects that were covered for Horror Week. I am well scared now. And I have now resorted to just reading fluff to get myself over the horror fix that I have been surrounded by for the past few days. But well worth it. Have a lovely Halloween. Of course, if you want to keep up to date with the podcast, we are on Tumblr, Twitter, Facebook and Instagram as PitchSlapped. Hit that subscribe button. If you want to keep up to date with the episodes, thank you so much for listening.